0: Hey guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Encounter Church, Sedalia, Missouri. It's our prayer that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you want more information about Encounter Church, please go to our website, encounterchurch.ag. Thanks again. Enjoy the message. This morning, I get the honor to preach. Maybe you don't know me. Uh, my name's Luke, and I have, I'm so honored and privileged to get to share what God's been laying on my heart the, just the past couple of weeks. He's been speaking to me uh, on this topic. Uh, but I, I want to talk to you from the idea of uh, kind of like what we, I just talked about coming out of closing out worship about God calling us out into the unknown and out into things that are beyond us. And tonight, or today, I'm going to be, we're going to be looking at someone named Peter. Peter is one of those people in the Bible that he gets a bad rap at times for doing stuff without thinking or, you know, just saying stuff he shouldn't say. But I believe Peter has experienced some of the most amazing things because he had that tendency. He had that of, you know what, I'm in the moment, I'm going to go for it type mentality. But today, I'm going to be looking, we're going to be looking at Peter when he walked on water. If you have a Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 14, and we'll be starting in verse 22. But before we read there, I just want to give a little bit of context about what just happened in these verses so that like it's, it's not confusing because it can be. It's like it just jumps right into something. So right before this, they just fed, Jesus just fed the 5,000. And he uh, has done, just did an amazing miracle. And the people there are or wanting to put Jesus in place to be their king. And that's not the will at all for the Father. And Jesus is like, knows this, and he senses this, and he's like, I need to get my disciples out of here before they get on board with this, because that's not what God has for me. So he sends them into the boat, and we're going to read that together this morning. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 33. It says this, Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once, Do not be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called out to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat, walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong winds and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. Today, I want to encourage us and challenge us to not live in our comfort zone because God has never called us to just stay where we are. He doesn't call us to stay in our comfort, but He calls us to step out into the unknown, to do stuff that may make us uncomfortable, but that's exactly where. We are supposed to be. If you're a little uncomfortable, I believe that's exactly where God wants you to be. So this morning, the message title of my message is going to be "Crazy Faith." Let's pray together, Lord. I thank you for each and every single person that is here, Lord. I pray that you open our hearts and our ears to hear from you, Lord. I pray that you have your way in this service and do what only you can do in Jesus' name, Amen. As I said right before we read the scripture, that. Jesus just got done feeding the 5,000 people. And technically, that was just counting the men, and that's not counting women and children. So there's many more people that are in this story than was accounted for. So Jesus gets done feeding them, and he begins to hear this rumor of, like, they want to put him in place of king. It's kind of like the idea of, like, people are like, Jesus 2020 for president. But that was, that's not the will of God for him to be just a king over one area. But he wants to be the king of our lives. And that's... So he sends the disciples out into the boat. See, Jesus knew that sending them into the boat and sending them into the storm was protecting them because being in God's will is the best place you can be. If you're outside of God's will, like, it, it's, a, it's a mess. Uh, let me just tell you from experience, it's no fun to be outside of God's will. So God sent them there into God's, God's will to protect him, But also, this storm is to help them grow closer to him, to grow in their faith. So the first point I have this morning is... He brought me here. See, while we're walking with God, there will be storms that will come in our life. They may be, uh, there's two types of storms I, I can see in the Bible. Uh, is one is a storm of correction. That is a storm of, uh, like, for getting you for disobedience, for of sinful nature, or whatever it may be. But there's a second kind of storm, a storm that grows us closer to God. This storm is not because of anything we've done, but it is for us to grow closer to Jesus. And this is the storm that the disciples are in in this moment. See, the first storm of a correction I can think of as a great example is Jonah. See, Jonah was called to go to Nineveh. He was called to go preach the gospel to the Ninevites. And he decided that that's not what I want to do. I don't like the people in Nineveh. The people in Nineveh are bad people. I don't want to go there. And he takes his time, and he goes the opposite direction. And God sends a storm to get them back on track, get Jonah to go back to Nineveh. That's the first storm of correction. And then the second storm, a storm of perfection, a storm for us to grow closer to Jesus, to grow in our faith with him, and that's the storm we see here. See, God calls you, if God calls you to something, he will always give you all you need to see it through. The second point I have this morning is, he is praying for me. See, I, I love about this story is that Jesus wasn't just uh, Send the disciples into the boat and say, you know what, now I got a couple hours to myself. I'm going to go get some dinner. I'm going to go see a movie. Now, he, he went off by himself up on a mountain and began to pray for his disciples because he knew what they were getting ready to go into. He knew he was sending them into the storm. So he began to pray for them, to interceding for them to have the faith, to have the courage, to have the strength to make it through to the other side. And that's the same for us. See, Jesus knows and God knows what we're getting ready to go through. And he's up there in heaven. Jesus is up there in heaven interceding for us. Romans 8.34 says this. He, Jesus, is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. See, from the very beginning uh, of your existence, before you were a thought of your, in your mother's mind, God was interceding for us. Jesus was interceding saying, Man, I need my son and daughter to come in a relationship with me. He's doing that from the very beginning. He's wanting, that's like the whole purpose Jesus came was for us to have relationship with him. And he's calling on the Father for us, for our, on our behalf. But he's also doing that in our time of need. When we're going through a storm, when we're going through times of trials and storms, he's interceding for us, for us to have courage, to have the strength to make it through to the other side. The third point I have is, he will come to me. If you've ever been in a storm, man, it can, it can feel lonely at times. Like, if you, you may feel like there's no one around me. No one gets what I'm going through. But the great thing is, it says here, Jesus came to them. See, he knew what they were going through. He sent them there in the first place. He knew that they needed to go through this to get closer to him. So he sends them out there. But he also is waiting for the perfect moment to come to them. See, Jesus came walking on the water to them. To show them that the very thing they feared, the sea, was only a staircase to him to come to them. He's showing them that the thing they feared was only just a staircase. It's only just a, it nothing to him to show them that he was, has authority over it all. He has authority over anything in this world that he can calm the seas and the winds at, a, at the mention of a word. And that's what he's showing the disciples here. But the disciples weren't looking for Jesus, which, you know, like, he just fed 5,000 people. You know, disciples the disciples have walked with Jesus very closely for the, the past year or however long it has been. They've been very close to him. They've seen Jesus do countless of miracles. And the, you would think in their mind, like, they say, you know what, I've seen Jesus calm the storm before. He was in the boat with us that time, but I've seen him calm the storm before. I've just seen him feed 5,000 people, and we have leftovers for ourselves. You, you do you think these disciples would know, you know what, we may be in trouble, but Jesus is going to come to my rescue at this very moment in time? But they weren't. They got terrified. They got scared. See, when fear and faith, fear and faith cannot live in the same heart. Because fear will always blind our eyes to the presence of the Lord. And I believe that's what happened to the disciples in this moment. They, they, they got caught up in the winds and the waves around them. And they lost focus of why they were there in the first place. Jesus called them out there. He said, go out there and see what, I'll see you on the other side. So I knew that like, they were going to make it through the other side. Because Jesus said, I'll see you on the other side. But they got caught up in the storm. And Jesus began to come to them on the very thing that they feared. See, 2 Timothy says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Even when the storm of life comes, we have a promise from God that we, we have this confidence in him. We can trust him to know that he will see us through the other side. And that leads me to my next point. It says, He will help me grow. See, The whole point of the storm was for for them to grow closer to Jesus. So let's shift our eyes to Peter. Peter, we talked about him a little bit. He's a little bit of a wild man. He's a little bit of a maverick. He'll do what he wants to do on his own. So he begins to, they see them coming. They see Jesus coming. They're like, oh, it's a ghost. They're terrified. And then all of a sudden, Jesus calls out, it's me. Wow, don't be be scared. It's me. And Peter, all of a sudden, I love this, he gets like this new confidence. He's like, that's Jesus? That's my homeboy, Jesus. Like, I've been through it all with him. Like, he's got this. Like, he's like, all right, I got a new confidence. Oh, yo, Jesus, if you want me to come to you, you want me to come? All right, I'm going to step over the boat. So I, I love that new confidence Peter had when he realized that Jesus came into this place. I don't know how many of you like that need to know, like, you have that confidence in you daily. Like you have that confidence. You don't have to wait for Jesus to step into the room. You don't have to come to church on a Sunday or Wednesday to get this confidence, but that confidence lives in you. If you have Jesus in your heart, you have that confidence. And He, he's just saying, I'm here. D- don't wait for the logistics. Don't wait for to get it all figured out. See, Peter just stepped out of the boat. He didn't say, you know what, I need, to, I need to get back to this side of the boat. I need to just run as fast as I can and take a leap out as far as I can go. Keep my legs moving. Maybe I'll take a couple steps on water with my momentum. No, but he stepped over the boat. He trusted Jesus and allowed him to work in him. I'm sure this experience for Peter, like, helped him later on in his life. Yeah, I'm sure, like, when he realized like this calling that when Jesus called him that he would be the rock of the church that he, that Jesus was going to make him the foundation that the church was going to be built on he I'm sure he didn't know what that meant but after his experience it helped him realize what that meant that like when he in Acts two when the early church began like instantly he re- probably recalled this time of like Jesus calling him and saying come out into the great unknown and trust me and not only that but he, he knew that Jesus was going to be there for him, that he was going to say him. See, Peter got out there. We don't know how far he walked out on the water. It doesn't say. I don't think it really matters how far he walked out on the water because he took steps of water. We, we haven't done that. Like, he trusted Jesus with everything. So he went out into the great unknown, but fear and doubt began to creep in his life. I don't know how many times like you, you've been walking in your life and you're doing something that you feel like God's called you to do. Or maybe you're doing like you felt God say you need to speak to that coworker. You begin to speak to that co-worker. Then you, you start to get like, man, I don't know if they're really listening to what I'm saying. I don't know if the way I'm treating them is really how Jesus wants to be treating them. You begin to doubt what you've God has called you to do. But Jesus you can see this. Jesus immediately, when Peter began to sink, and Peter began to cry out for help, immediately Jesus came to him to help him, to give him what he needed again, to remind him that he was in the place to help him. In my life, Tori and I, uh, we felt the call uh, to move to Kansas City. Uh, This was about two years ago now, and we didn't know what that meant. We were serving in Joplin uh, at a great church there, and we just felt like we were we thought we were where we were supposed to be. We thought like, we're gonna be here for another five years. We were comfortable there. Like it was like everything I wanted. Like I, I felt great there. I had a great job. But I felt like God began to call us to Kansas City, to something that was new, that was that was different, that wasn't like on our agenda, but that's just like God. He'll call you out to something that isn't on your agenda because that's because it's his agenda, not yours. So he called us there and we moved to Kansas City, and I'm searching for jobs like it's my full-time job. I'm looking over and over again. I'm searching like every website that you can look up for a job. I'm sending out my resume everywhere I can, and it was silence. It was crickets. There's nothing like coming up, but I was like, God called me here. He called us here. Why isn't this going the way I planned it? Why isn't it happening the way I want it to happen? See, I I was too caught up on my agenda that I didn't let God to work in my life, allow him to, his agenda to be my agenda. So we, we walked through the season, and God was faithful from it all. Like, there was never once, like, we worried about a meal, never once did we worry about how we going to pay this bill. We just knew God was on our side and that he called us, that when he calls us, that he, we will see it to completion, that we'll see him work on our behalf. And Jesus never let us down. But I always knew God brought us here, and he'll see us through to the other side. So that leads to my fifth point. It says this. He will see me through. When Jesus says come, that word is going to accomplish its intended purpose. See, Jesus, when Jesus speaks, he doesn't just speak by accident. His word has purpose. See, he's the author and creator of everything. What he, whatever he starts, he completes. We may fail, but in the end, we will succeed. One thing I love about the story that we just read is, like, after Jesus saved Peter, he didn't just make him figure out a way to get back on his own, but Jesus picked up Peter. Arm in arm, they went together back to the boat. And that's the same for us. See, whenever a storm comes in our life, whenever we begin to not figure out, see, how we're going to see through the other side, Jesus comes to us and meets us and walks us back and walks us through to the other side. And I I love that this this experience Peter went through wasn't just for Peter, but it was for the other disciples as well. See, they stayed in the boat, but they were able to experience the miracle of what Jesus just did of him walking on the water and helping Peter walk back to the water. They realize that there is nothing in this world that is too great for God. They realize that he has authority over it all, and that when he says come, that we can trust him, that all we got to do is keep our focus on him, and he'll see us through to the other side. I don't know uh, who this is for this morning, but Tori and I, when when we were in Kansas City, we— we were patient and we were obedient. We waited for God to move. We, we tried to do stuff on our own. We, I, I worked and I prayed like it depended on God, but I worked so hard. I tried to do everything I could to, to bring an income in for my family. I donated my plasma. I did random jobs throughout the time in Kansas City, but the whole time God was faithful. And there was never a moment he left me. There was a, never a moment that I felt like, Uh, how's this going to work out? There was never a moment like that. All I knew is Jesus called me. He called us and he took care of it all. And that's the same for you today. If God calls you to something, if he puts something in your heart, don't deny it. Don't try running from it. Run towards it wholeheartedly. He wants you, he wants all of you, he wants you just to be obedient to him. God says, come. Will you jump out and go running because he hasn't failed you yet? Or are you going to be lenient like the other disciples? The other, I mean, you got to give Peter credit, right? The 11 other disciples stayed in the boat. Peter could have said there, you know what? Jesus is coming to us. He, he said he's going to come to us. He's going to meet us. He can come to me. I can stay here. But he didn't. He said, Jesus is out there and i I know what Jesus has done. I know what Jesus is capable of, and He took out that step. He took out the step of not knowing, not knowing like as soon as He went out on the other side, if He was going to sink instantly, or if He took that step, if He was going to make it all the way to Jesus. All He knew was Jesus is there, and I need to get to Jesus. And today, I I think that's the same for us. I think we need to have that same spirit. We need to see. Jesus is here, I need to go to him. And when we when we do that, Jesus doesn't just stay where he is. He doesn't say, okay, I'm gonna stand right here and wait for you to walk up here to me. No, he's, he keeps walking towards you. And when you begin to let like, fear and doubt creep in and anxiety creep in, he's there instantly for you to pick you back up, say, it's okay. It's okay, I'm not, this, this doesn't disqualify you for your calling. This doesn't disqualify you for serving the church. This doesn't disqualify you for reaching your coworkers, your friends, your family. This doesn't disqualify you, but I'm going to help you see you through to the other side. I believe God has that for us in store for us today. I believe God wants us to step out into the unknown. God doesn't call us to stay where we are because if we stay where we are, if we just stay in these four walls of the church, then we're not being the church. And there's people out there outside of these walls who don't know Jesus, who need to know Jesus. And we need to take that step of faith. We need to go out into the unknown. Maybe you say, I'm great at sharing my faith at work. I'm great at doing that. Maybe you need to trust God in another way. Maybe it's with your finances. You're like, whoa, you're talking about finances, Luke. I believe if where your money is, is where your heart is. Wherever you, Whatever you sow into, that's, what, that's where your heart is. And I believe like. God may be calling you to sow your money into the church. And that's one of the best investments you could ever make. God God wants to bless you for that. And it's, it can be scary. Like, believe me, giving, your, giving my 10% away every week is scary. Giving my extra to whatever is scary. But I trust God knowing that he's going to do far more with it than I could ever do myself. And he wants to do the same with you. I don't know what God's calling you to do, but I know God doesn't call us to stay where we are. He wants us to go out into the great unknown. He wants us to learn to trust him wholeheartedly with everything we have. So if every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm just going to ask you this morning. First off, uh, have you ever trusted Jesus wholeheartedly yourself? Have you ever put your faith in Jesus? Have you ever asked Jesus to forgive you for your sins? Because that's the first and foremost thing we need to do. We need to trust that Jesus is on our side. We need to put our faith in him. So if that's you this morning, you, you want to do that for the first time, to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand on the count of three. This isn't some religious tradition we do, but it, it's, it's something I believe that got you agreeing outwardly of what God's doing inwardly in your heart. So if that's you and you want to make that commitment to follow Jesus and put your trust in him for the first time, one, this is the best decision you will ever make. Two, God's not mad at you, but he's madly in love with you. And three, if that's you and you want to make that commitment this morning, raise your hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Is there anyone else? Thank you. Is there anyone else here that would want to make that commitment to put their whole trust in Jesus for the first time? You're not alone in this room. And this isn't to put you down on you. This is to encourage you, to help you, to grow closer. There's people here that want to empower you to live in that way. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Thank you. So my next thing is, for, for all of us, what is it that God has been laying on your heart to do? What is it, maybe, maybe it's the thing that, that scares you the most. It's, it's the thing that's like, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't see how this is going to work. All I know is that God is telling me to do it. See, God doesn't tell us to have all the answers. He doesn't, he, frankly, when you, I still don't know all the answers to my calling. All I know is God is walking me through it each and every day. All we got to do is trust him and take that step of obedience. See, when we take a simple step of obedience, God honors it. And he blesses you for it. And he gives you everything you need. So if that's you and you have a calling on your life, maybe it's just to witness to your co-worker. Maybe it's to be more generous with your time, with your finances. Or maybe it's to uh, serve in the church. I don't know what it is. If that's you, you want to, you feel like you have a calling on your life. If that's you, raise your hand. Thank you. I believe we all have a calling on our life. I believe we all have a purpose. I believe Jesus wants to use us all for something here on earth. So I'm going to ask ask us all to stand. If you raise your hand for one of the questions, I'm going to ask our prayer partners to come forward and to pray with you. And if you raise your hand, please come forward as well to have uh, them pray with you as well. And we're going to worship together this morning.